Happy Monday to you and all due respect to Garfield, the cat who hates Mondays. But as the Blue Jays took two out of three in Colorado this weekend, I'm a happy camper. I'm enjoying this Monday. Now, obviously a sweep, you know, was preferred, was wanted, but the Toronto Blue Jays did gain ground this weekend on Houston. Toronto Blue Jays did gain ground this weekend on Seattle. Toronto Blue Jays did gain ground this weekend on Texas. So I'm definitely happy about that. Now, today on the Lockdown Blue Jay podcast, we're going to get into and deep dive this three-game series starting tonight in Oakland versus the lowly Oakland A's. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends. Craig Ballard, Locked On Blue Jays. Yes, indeed. I've been locked on Toronto Blue Jay baseball pretty much my entire life. Blue Jay baseball, big deal for me. It's a big deal for my family as well. I'm thinking it's at least sort of a big deal for you. That's why you're choosing to spend part of your day talking Blue Jay baseball with me. So I certainly do hello, say thank you and hello, and I appreciate that. The Locked On Blue Jay podcast, of course, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. A reminder, all Toronto Blue Jay action this season available for you to check out or, or to take in on Sirius XM. Now, if you're watching today's Locked On Blue Jays podcast episode on the Locked On Blue Jays YouTube page, hello and thank you for that. Please hit that like, drop that comment, hit that subscribe if you haven't already. Want to shout out a few new subscribers, Taco Time, Mark Vincent, and Ethan K have recently hit that subscribe. Thank you for that. When I took over the Locked On Blue Jay podcast this season, I took over uh, Ben Showman was the previous host. Shout out to Ben Showman and Dan Showman, right? So good, so good. The Showman brother, uh, Showman brothers, the the, the 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 sorry, the Showman family there, father and son, so good. And when I took over, there was about I think it was about like two hundred twenty six, I want to say, around um, subscribers to the YouTube page. Well, we're we're, at, uh, we're over seven twenty now, or we're at seven twenty. When I was looking earlier, I should say so. Great growth. That's all thanks to you. Uh, you know, I ask you guys if. I joke, I say, if your Uber driver has a Blue Jay hat, you know, any friend or family, you know, that's a Blue Jay fan, put the Lockdown Blue Jay podcast in their hands to, to help it grow, please. And thank you. And, and so many of you have done that. And I see that and I'm appreciative. And to the everydayers making the Lockdown Blue Jay podcast, your first podcast, listen every day, those numbers have grown as well. I see you as well. I thank you as well. Now, the Toronto Blue Jays and the Oakland A's, well, I mean, these two franchises, they got together in the American League Championship Series in 1989. That was a 4-1 to Oakland beatdown. They got together again in the American League Championship Series in an epic series. That was in 92, as the Blue Jays went on to win the 92 World Series. Of course, they went through Oakland to get to the World Series, four games to two. So both of these franchises have had, you know, great teams at, at certain points at, at the same time in their franchise history. Now, this, of course, <laughs> not one of those times. I mean, the current Oakland A's, they're not even going to be the Oakland A's for that much longer, right? But to be the Vegas A's, and they are as lowly a team as you are ever going to see. Now, I say that, but it is true, and it is worth noting that the A's come into this series having swept Shohei Otani and the LA Angels this past weekend just their second sweep of the season, their first sweep at home. Overall, Blue Jays 20 games under 500 against the A's. 216 wins, 236 losses. That does include playoffs. Now, the A's, even with that sweep, they're just 17 and 28 since the All-Star break. I mean, Blue Jays just 25 and 21, not exactly a house of fire themselves, but not 17 and 28, my goodness. He, uh, he, I always say his name, I struggle with his name, and I have him on my fantasy team, and he's a stolen base machine. I love him, but... They call him Esti, but the full name is, is Este Uri Ruiz. I think I got it right there. Este Uri Ruiz. They call him Esti. Esti, Ru Esti Ruiz, first in the American League with stolen bases, a 54. He's 16 stolen bases ahead of second place in the American League. That's Bobby Wood Jr. And 
and fantasy owners, well, fantasy baseball owners who have Ruiz will tell you he's missed time as well. He was on the injured list. He's missed time and still is sitting there at 54 steals, 16 more than the next in the AL. And in all of baseball, only Ronald Acuna Jr. has more steals than Este Uri Ruiz. Este. Now, Ruiz also leads the team with a 250 batting average. You did hear that correctly. That's how lowly this Oakland A's team is. 250. And actually, that too, I'm, I'm, you know, I may correct myself. He went 0 for 3 yesterday. Again, he's on my fantasy team. I know this. He was 250, I'm pretty sure, going into yesterday. So it might even be even lower now. My goodness. And that leads the Oakland A's. Brett Rooker in his first full season with Oakland, he leads them with 23 home runs. 23 home runs. I mean, that that's not bad, yes. But overall, this Oakland offense... Oh boy. And if, I mean, truth be told, this Blue Jay pitching staff is scuffling a bit right now. All the starters right now, Hyunjin Ryu, maybe take him out of that mix. Um, I was going to say Bassett. Bassett's been good lately, but he's even had some up and downs. It was since the All-Star break, there's been some up and downs from the Toronto Blue Jay pitchers. Well, this Oakland A's lineup has the cure for what ails you. The, the Oakland A's have the worst batting average in baseball. They have the worst slugging percentage in baseball. The Oakland A's have the worst OPS in baseball. And no team has scored as few runs. It's really not even close in all of baseball as the Oakland A's. Put it this way. Now, two Oakland A's starters have four wins on the season. They're tied for the team lead. <laughs> four wins is tied for the team lead in Oakland with this pitching staff. And by the way, I mean, you know, how funny is it? Neither one of those pitchers will, will pitch in this series. <laughs> Holy moly. Now, who will pitch in this series? Well, Jose Barrios versus lefty Ken Waldachuk. I was going to say tonight. It's it's this afternoon, though. That's a 4.07 p.m. Eastern first pitch. That game, of course, available on Sirius XM. Waldachuk checks in with a 2-7 and seven record, 5.92 ERA. Hmm. Chris Bassett versus Zach Neal tomorrow. That's a 9.40 p.m. Eastern start. Zach Neal making just his 10th appearance of the season, just his third start of the season. He's 1-0, but his ERA is 6.5. And, and then in the finale on Wednesday, Hyunjin Ryu versus J.P. Sears. That's a 3.37 p.m. Eastern first pitch. J.P. Sears, 3-11 on the season. So I guess he's trying to get that fourth win to tie those other two, right? My goodness. But J.P. Sears, 4.60 ERA. Now, only Kevin Gosman in all of baseball gets worse run support than J.P. Sears. Hmm. So that's Sears and Waldachuk. It's a pair of lefties in there. Everydayers will know we've talked about this. The Toronto Blue Jays last season were the worst team in baseball, certainly of the contending playoff teams versus lefties. Blue Jays won just 12 of their 30 games versus lefties last season. 12 and 18 for a playoff team? My goodness. My goodness. Extremely bad. This season, tides have turned. The Toronto Blue Jays are 17 and 11 versus lefties this season. And if things play out like they should, that's going to go to 19 and 11 by the time they head back home for, for a 10-game home trip coming up after this, this six-game road trip here that's concluding in Oakland. Now, you have to go all the way back to 2018 to find the last time that the Blue Jays had a losing season against Oakland. I mean, what a losing season. The Jays played uh, the A's uh, seven times in 2018. Oakland won all seven times. So, yeah, what a losing season. Now, last season, just three and three. This season so far, two and one. You might remember the A's and the Jays. They got together for a three-game series at the Rogers Center in Toronto back at the end of June. The that if you remember that 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 three-game series opened that nine-game homestand. Remember the Jays took two out of three from Oakland, then took two out of three from San Fran. Then the Bo Sox came to town for that weekend series, and Boston swept the Blue Jays. So that once four and two nine-game homestand ended up at four and five. Yikes. If you recall that series against Oakland, game one, 
The A's get three in the top of the first off of tomorrow's Blue Jays starter, Chris Bassett. Now, the Blue Jays would take a 4-3 to three lead in the bottom of the third, Kevin Kiermaier with an RBI double, and then Vladimir Guerrero Jr. with a three-run home run. Do you remember that? It was his first, remember, end of June, it was his first home run at Rogers Center. We were all so celebratory. Finally, that happened there. They took the lead 4-3. Oakland would tie it on a sack fly in the top of the fifth, and then Jordan Romano would yield a home run in the top of the ninth to Shea Langoliers. That would make it 5-4 in the bottom of the ninth in what I could only frustratingly describe as so typical of the 2023 Toronto Blue Jays. Vlad would lead off with a double. Man in scoring position, You are, if you don't remember it, you already know where we're going to go with this. Matt Chapman gets out. Whit Merrifield gets out. Dalton Varshaw gets out. Now, all three of them hit the ball hard, sure, but right at the A's. And it was just yet another example of the Blue Jays stranding a runner in scoring position in a big spot. More of the Locked On Blue Jay podcast coming right up as we continue to get set for this big, they're all big at this point, right? But this three-game set against the lowly Oakland A's. Reminder, of course, all three of those games available for you on SiriusXM. Now, you know me, you know I'm a bold as beautiful believer, but I do want to mention that you don't have to choose between better hair growth and your health because Nutrafol provides a whole body health approach for men that promotes healthier hair. There's no drugs, there's no compromises, just better hair. Nutrafol's hair growth supplements is used. It's physician formulated. It's natural. It's science-backed ingredients, and they've got a drug-free, patented technology that provides consistent, reliable results without compromising your sexual health. And it works. In a clinical study, how about 84% of men showed improvements in their hair after just six months of taking Nutrafol's men hair growth supplements? Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. And for a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off their first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter the promo code LOCKEDONMLB. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men, and that's spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com slash men and enter promo code LOCKEDONMLB. So again, that's Nutrafol.com slash men, promo code, locked on MLB. That game two, game two and game three, much different story. It played out just like you think it would on paper. George Springer had two hits in game two. Bubba Shedd had two hits in game two. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. had two hits in game two. Two hit wit had two hits in game two. Now, Brandon Belt had a hit and a walk, so he was on base twice. Same for Santiago Espinal. This was all in a seven to three Toronto victory. Now, What's interesting, or not interesting, what's, what's upsetting, what's of note of that, that, that was a game on June 24th. That put tonight's starter, Jose Barrios got the win in that game. That put tonight's starter, Jose Barrios, at 8-5 and five on the season. He's 9-10. and 10. That was nine weeks ago. He's 9-10. and 10. He's had one win. I should say just one win since. We're going to look, look at that uh, deeper in a moment here. Game three, oh my God, game three was one of the funnest games. I, I know, I don't think it's a word, but you know what I mean. It was one of the more enjoyable games of the season. That was a Sunday afternoon at the Rogers Center. 12-1 to 1 beat down. George Springer again had two hits. Bo Bichette again had two hits. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. again had two hits. Even Kevin Biggio chipped in with two hits. And Tyler Heineman was one for three in that game. Now, devastating to have Tyler Heineman, all due respect to Tyler Heineman, devastating to have him back on the big league level, but it's because of the injury to Danny Jansen. But... My goodness, at least we know he did have one game, one good game earlier this season against Oakland. All told, some notables in that series, George Springer. George Springer, by the way, since that uh, 0 for 35, he's hitting over 300 since then. George Springer been playing really good ball lately. He was 4 for 11 with a home run versus Oakland. Boba Shett, 
What an absolute shame we won't see Bo. He was five for 14 with three doubles against Oakland. I mean, he, he was smashing Oakland. What an absolute shame there. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., man. I mean, if you're like me, you're beyond frustrated with Vlad this season, yes. But there is cause for optimism in this series because however other teams are getting out, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., that memo hasn't made its way to the Oakland A's. Vlad was 6 for 12 in that series versus the A's. Two of those six hits were doubles, including a double off of tonight's starter, Ken Waldachuk. Two of those six hits were home runs in that three-game series. How about seven RBIs for Vlad? How about seven RBIs? I mean, one of the rare series where Vlad was Vlad and the production was real. And how about the fact that he didn't ground into any double plays? I hate that, I, that you know, that has to be part of Vlad's equation. But for the third season in a row, he's hit at least, into, hit into, sorry, at least 20 double plays. And in the last two seasons, nobody's hit into more double plays. Amazingly, than Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who is uh, Carlos Correa, I believe, has hit into as many as Vlad, but no one's hit into more double plays since 2021, since the beginning of 2021, than Vladimir Guerrero, uh, 2022, beg your pardon, than Vladimir Guerrero Jr. I mean, make it make sense. Make it make sense. My goodness. Brandon Belt, will we even see him in this series? Hard to say. He was just two for seven with three strikeouts, so he didn't do well against Oakland. Dalton Varshow in that series. I don't think you're going to be surprised, especially in a home series. You know Varshow was bad. He was 0 for 7 in that series. My goodness. Now, Alejandro Kirk missed that entire series. You remember that? You take your mind's eye back. That was during a time when Alejandro Kirk was on end of June. He was on the injury list. But worth noting, Alejandro Kirk has played eight career games versus Oakland, and they haven't figured out how to get him out. He's got a 414 on base percentage. Is that good? My goodness. 414 in those eight games against Oakland. Kevin Kiermaier, two for six in that series against Oakland back at the end of June. His two hits were a double and a triple. That triple was off tonight's starter, Ken Waldachuk. Now let's take a look at Jose Barrios, tonight's starter. Nine and ten on the season. Oh, boy. 3.70 ERA. 3.70 ERA, and you're under 500 for a winning team. I mean, this does not compute. This does not compute. Blue Jays just 14 and 13 when Barrios starts. Remember last season, even with Barrios's massive struggles last season, the Jays still were 24 and 9 when he started. When he started last season, they won games. When he started this season, right now they're winning about half the games. And in fact, in Barrios's last four starts, Jays have lost them all. Now it's been a bit of a mixed bag here. Of course, the poor offense has, has reared its ugly head as it has all season. In those four straight Barrios losses, the, the Jays have totaled nine runs. <laughs> but Barrios himself, I mean, in the month of August, Barrios's ERA was 5.53. I, I just noticed that. I whispered that. I don't even want to say that too loud here. Jose Barrios had the worst ERA in the league last season, was doing so good this season. 3.7, that's not even a bad ERA, even with these recent struggles. But worth noting, He's coming off a terrible month of August, 5.53 ERA in August for Jose Barrios, for La Maquina. La Maquina, let's go. And what, what did we see from Barrios? That was such a change from last season. Wasn't allowing as many home runs, and when he was allowing home runs, he was doing such a great job limiting the damage. It was a lot of solo home runs. Three of his last four starts, he's given up two home runs. So six home runs allowed in his last four starts. Five of those six had at least one man on base. So Jose Barrios is looking a lot more like 2022 Jose Barrios lately in that crooked numbers are going up on the board quick. Two and three run home runs off him quick. To state the obvious, that's got to change. That's got to turn around. And also to state the obvious, I mean, the Oakland A's must have the cure for what ails Barrios. For this, this is just such a light-hitting team. 
nine, we were talking earlier that nine weeks ago, Barrios threw that gem in Toronto versus the A's. That was six innings pitched, just two runs allowed on six hits, eight strikeouts, put him at eight and five. He's just one and five since. He's had 11 starts since then. He's had 11 starts, one win and 11 starts. And the Blue Jays themselves have just four wins in those 11 starts. So my goodness, not only are the Blue Jays scuffling lately, but Open, honest conversation, we'd have to acknowledge Jose Barrios is scuffling lately as well. The key matchup that we definitely want to keep an eye on tonight is Barrios versus Seth Brown. Seth Brown, 5 for 12 in his career. Two of those five hits were a double. One, he hit a home run as well. That that game in June, that was one of the only blemishes. That was one of the only mistakes that Barrios made that entire game against the A's was a home run to Seth Brown. Now, remember I said the that it was a solo home run. Remember, Bruce was doing well, limiting the home runs. At least it was a solo home run, but we'll have to keep an eye on that matchup for sure. Now, the rest of the current Oakland A's th- that could possibly play tonight against the Bruce and the Blue Jays, they're combined just seven for 31 in their career versus Bruce. That's a 226 average advantage, Jose Bruce. No home runs, eight strikeouts. So seven hits, eight strikeouts. Let's go. Jose Bruce should be able to dominate this game tonight. Ken Wallachuk, 31st appearance for the A's this season, 20th start. He's had nine home starts for the for the Oakland A's this season. They've won just three of those starts. Now, I will say that that Waldachuk's rodeo rate is just it's it's seven, seven, seven point one one, seven eleven, seven point one one. I mean, obviously awful at home, four point four four. Now, four point four four ERA is not at all. I mean, I'm not bragging about that, right? I'm not. I'm not concerned about that, but certainly worth noting that Waldachuk is. It's at least true to say he's been significantly better at home than he's been on the road. The Walden, Remember, we were talking earlier about the the game three, that Sunday game, that twelve to one, that funnest. I know, and I said ah, it's not even a word, but that that was the funnest game, one of the funnest games of the whole season. That twelve to one game. Well, Waldachuk pitched in that game. He got rocked. He gave up six runs on six hits. I mean, if I remember, uh, I want to say it was like two and a third innings pitch. He came in in relief. Now, he didn't give up any home runs. I'll give him that. It, it was on the road. So again, six runs, seven, you know, ERA over seven. We've seen him get rocked on the road before. And I mean, it is true to say, it is worth mentioning that Waldachuk has been much better in the second half than the first half. Again, just like when you compare his road ERA to his home ERA, the home ERA isn't good, but it's superior to the road ERA. Waldachuk hasn't exactly been good in the second half, but he's been completely superior to who he was in that first half. I was praising George Springer earlier. Well, George Springer had an RBI single in that June game versus Waldachuk. And since that 0 for 35, I, I mentioned the batting average, but the, you look at the whole slash line. Since that 0 for 35, George Springer's hitting 315 with a 400 on base and a 910 OPS. George Springer been swinging a bat lately. George Springer been been swinging a bat lately. More Toronto Blue Jay talk coming right up on the Lockdown Blue Jay podcast. First, I did want to mention, because, you know, the MLB playoffs are right around the corner, so I thought, you know what, let's talk today about Sleeper. Because with the MLB playoffs right around the corner, that means the clock is ticking for your chance to win 100 times your cash on Daily Fantasy Baseball. Is your is your fantasy baseball team, you know, out of it? Is it struggling? Is it hit by the injury bug like you've never seen before? Like mine? Oh my goodness, oh my goodness, then I certainly feel for you. But, of course, you've got Sleeper here. And baseball has never been more exciting than it is now. I mean, you've got Ronald Acuna, Betts, Otani, you name it, lots of young stars, right? So you pick more or less on stats for these stars, home runs, hits, strikeouts, and more for up to 100 times payout on Sleeper. Get your picks right, and you could win big. 
Entries can be made in under a minute as well. I, I do appreciate the ease of use. Use the promo code locked on and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. A terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Check out Sleeper today. Now let's go ahead and turn our attention to the out-of-town scoreboard tonight. See what games we need to keep an eye on as the Blue Jays try to chase down that third and final wildcard spot. And, I mean, side note, why is it a big deal? Obviously not making the playoffs would be such a disastrous season for the Toronto Blue Jays, yes. But if the Blue Jays, I mean, they're trying to thread, they're trying to ironically here see how it works out because they may be threading threading the needle where they make the playoffs as the third and final wildcard team. But remember now, that third and final wildcard team plays the Minnesota Twins. It's a beautiful spot to be in. All due respect to the Minnesota Twins, I'm not concerned about them at all. It's a beautiful spot to be in. So ironically, as frustrating as it is to be chasing that third and final wildcard spot for a team that coming into the season we really hoped could compete for the American League East division at the very least wasn't going to be on September 4th on the outside looking in of a playoff spot. That's where we are now, but still a lot of cause for optimism if they can make the playoffs as that third and final wildcard team. Who are going to be going up against Texas and Houston, you know, for that third spot. And ironically, Houston is about to open a series at Texas, a three-game series at Texas. Houston has rookie JP France tonight against the uh, Texas that has the lefty veteran uh, Andrew Heaney. Who are you cheering for here? Who are you cheering for here? I see merit all the way around. I think if if either team sweeps, whoever wins tonight, we might have to cheer for the rest. Of, I mean, it's hard to say, right? It depends what your school of thought is. I'm thinking the Blue Jays take two out of three from Oakland just from showing up from these games on time. I, I definitely think a sweep is, is in the cards there. But even if they take two out of three, so whoever loses two out of three in the Houston-Texas series, the Blue Jays will be right, I mean, like a half game behind that team. If the Jays can sweep, then my gosh, they're going to gain a game on whoever takes two out of three, and they're going to catch and pass whoever loses that two out of three. And of course, if the Jays sweep and either Houston or Texas sweeps, that's a clear-cut passing of the team that got swept there. So we need to be keeping our eye on the out-of-town scoreboard. I mean, preface it, preface it as much as you want, but the Blue Jays need to take care of their own business. That's the truest thing I can say here. But yes, we do need to watch this out-of-town scoreboard, and depending how you view things... Yeah, I'd be interested. Drop a comment. I'd be interested to hear who are you going for tonight? What do you think behooves the Blue Jays? What do you think is in the best interest of the Blue Jays? For me, I think Texas doing poorly is in the best interest of the Blue Jays because of Houston, Texas, and Seattle. Texas is the only team that's still on the Blue Jays schedule. Remember, they've got in about a week and a half here, the Jays host Texas for four games. And I think if you're the Blue Jays, you're trying to set up a scenario where taking three out of four in that series cements you that you're passing Texas. In other words, you're a playoff team. The Astros have won five of France's eight road starts. So they'll be the, the Astros on the season, by the way, are 42 and 30, sorry, 42 and 27 on the road. Absolutely sensational. The road season that the Astros, the Braves, and the Orioles are putting together this season, all three of them are having as good a road season as I've ever seen. Really ironic to have so many teams just doing so well on the road this season. Put it this way the Houston Astros this season, they're two games over 500 at home. I'm going to say that again. The Houston Astros two games over 500 at home. How are they in a playoff spot? Because they've been sensational on the road. Now, Texas got a walk-off home run from Adolis Garcia. I believe it's his 34th home run for them So, uh, on Sunday. So, uh, I mean, what must that be like to get such production from your stars? Uh, okay, anyway, but even with that win over the last 16 games, that's just their fourth win. Now, the Blue Jays aren't exactly a house of fire over the last 16 games themselves. They're just eight and eight, but that is four-game difference in the favor of the Blue Jays. 
And when this when this huge slump, this four and twelve slump started for Texas, there were just two teams in all of baseball with a better record than Texas, Atlanta and Baltimore. Remember, Texas was a game and a half behind Baltimore for the best record in the AL for the number one seed. There are now seven teams that have a better record, including two, by the way, in their own division. Texas even lost first place status in their own division with their recent freefall. Speaking of a recent freefall, we're going to need to see one from Seattle, right? They're at Cincinnati. Rookie Brian Wu against Cincinnati has gotten undecided right now who they're going to start. Now, for the Mariners, they're on another 10-game road trip. Now, remember, they just had a 10-game road trip a few games a few weeks back. They lost the first game of that 10-game road trip. They lost the 10th and final game of that 10-game road trip. Now, the problem for the Blue Jays is Seattle won all eight of the other games. They went eight and two on that road trip. Extremely impressive. In there, by the way, was a three-game sweep at Houston. Talking about Houston not, uh, struggling at home. Eight and two road trip that propelled them back in the race. It should have been a five and five or a four and six road trip that knocked them out of the race. Remember that at that time they were behind the Blue Jays. They used that road trip to somehow catch and pass the Blue Jays and they've never looked back. Now they're on another 10 game road trip. Now it started this past weekend. And again, just like the previous 10 game road trip, the first game was a loss Friday night to the Mets. They lost. Now they did win Saturday, but they lost the series finale yesterday. So could this road trip be the cure for what ails the Blue Jays as far as being able to catch Seattle. That I mean, if you saw that that uh, game on Saturday, Seattle won that game against the Mets eight to seven. They were so lucky to win that game. I mean, the Seattle Mariners were as as hot as they are. They were this close to being swept by the New York Mets this weekend. So could they be coming a little bit back down to earth? I certainly hope so. Now on paper. You're not going to have a lot of cause for optimism here. A Seattle's record is, you know, so much better than Cincy's. But Cincy, Cincy's in a four-team race for that third and final wild card spot. So you wouldn't think a team that's in the wild card race would be under 500 at home. I'm surprised Houston's there as good as they are, just being two games over 500 at home. Cincy's actually under 500 at home. This series is in Cincy, and Seattle all-time versus Cincy, 15 and three. Seattle all-time at Cincy. Eight and one. My goodness, my good. Okay, so we're going to need some help there. We're going to need some, but but I t- coming into this weekend series, I thought for sure. You know the joke I always use, just by showing up for the games on time. I, I thought Seattle would have taken two out of three from the Mets just from showing up for these games on time. It was the Mets two out of three, and as I, <laughs> Seattle was lucky to get that one win in there. Come on, Reds, go Reds, go, go Reds, go. That's a wrap for Monday's Lockdown Blue Jay podcast episode. Hope you enjoyed that. A reminder, of course, today's Blue Jays A's Tilt available on SiriusXM. And be sure to tune in tomorrow as we get set for game two of this series. Plus, we'll take a look at what we need to be paying attention to on the out-of-town scoreboard. And tomorrow is Trivia Tuesday. Now, for now, keep it locked on the Locked On Podcast Network and check out Sully hosting Locked On MLB. Go Jays, go. And we'll talk tomorrow.